recording? I started it right when he made that noise. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm fine with Play it. Play that shit back. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> Nathan's back, everybody. Oh, I'm back on the podcast. Back on the cast podcast. The greatest podcast. contributor. Of, I don't know. <laughs> we were just talking about a, the podcast about podcasts and if there are any good and do people actually listen to them, especially ours. Yeah, there are plenty of good podcasts out there, and I would be uh, very much for that. You mean talking about it? I can pull out my phone and just read a list of all the ones that, I, that I'm subscribed to. I don't think I'm subscribed to any of them. You don't even listen to this podcast. Why would you listen to other ones? This is true. I wish I could listen to podcasts more, but it's it's hard. Like I listen to them on the way to work. That's like thirty minutes. But most of the podcasts I like are conversation based, right? And so it all it takes like a couple of hours to like really get into the meat of a conversation. Yeah, well, that's true. That is really true. Well, and it also depends on the podcast too. For instance, I've been listening to the Cracked podcast with uh, Jack O'Brien. Is Jack O'Brien his name? Dan O'Brien's the. I don't know if I listen to it or not. O'Brien. Anyway, it's really good. Uh, they talk about a whole bunch of stuff. I've listened to it before, but one of the uh, the bass player at my church started talking to me about it, and I was like, man, I need to listen to that some more, because I hadn't listened to it in quite a while. It had been at least a year. And uh, then I started listening to it, I was like, man, I'm glad I did this. This is, this is really good. That was a good story. Cracked is yes, good. it was. I think we can all agree. Cracked is good. It's Cracked as close a thing to a universal good as you're likely to find. <laughs> I would say Cracked is entertaining. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Black Mesa Radio. That was a long Easy opening. Chase. We never had the silence. Moment of silence. And today we're going to be talking about yeah. a bunch of different things because it's a potpourri day and we didn't have a good subject. Oh my gosh, what are you doing? <laughs> I think you're just uh, We were doing the moment of silence and I was finishing with my weird ohms. Is that what that was? That was an ohm. Anyway, let's get going. It was a ha. That's the frequency that the universe started on. That's why they do that. Yeah, that nasally. That. And then the universe came into being. I've never heard someone do an ohm that was like that. Do they do ohms, like high-pitched ohms? Do you do a lot of ohms? If you have people? a high-pitched voice, you do a high-pitched ohm. <laughs> if you're a dwarf and you have just a very high-pitched voice, you would do high-pitched ohms. I always picture dwarfs with really low-pitched voices. That's, I mean, it's possible. Peter Dinklage is a dwarf and he has an amazingly deep voice. He does. But there are also dwarfs who have very high-pitched voices. I don't know what determines that. There are tall people I, I, who have deep voices yeah. and tall people who have yeah. very high voices. Look at freaking Tim Duncan. He does not. That voice doesn't match that body. Look at Mike Tyson. That voice doesn't match that, <laughs> that body. Voice, that voice certainly doesn't match that body. He's going <laughs> to kill your babies. <laughs> kill your babies. <laughs> Apparently. Praise be to Allah. <laughs> is he uh, Muslim hey. now? He is Muslim now, isn't he? I guess. Oh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what he is now. I be- he's either Muslim or Buddhist. I know All I know different. is that he solves mysteries. <laughs> on his TV show? On his TV show. I didn't know I where that joke was that coming yet. from. I was confused. I was like, why did... Maybe Nate was Muslim. I didn't know if he... Uh... No, I think no, Mike, no, no. I believe Mike Tyson is Muslim now. In that... Um, all right. I remember right. I don't judge him for it or whatever. <clears throat> he was young and he was being impressed upon by a lot of 
powerful people at the time, but really terrible people too, yeah. by the way. Like, but he he said something like to the degree of like you better hide the women and children or something and I'm gonna eat your babies and like and then at the end of this crazy statement he goes, Praise be to Allah and like Wow. Oh, I thought he, I mean, cause he's like, a pacifist oh, now. That doesn't and, like, help anything. Yeah, now he's like, he writes poetry and like takes care of his, his birds. He does. He loves birds. I hear, I hear he's like a genuinely birds. great person to be around. Pretty bird. I hear he's really nice. Just, I have, I've heard that too. Dude, I've really seen like quiet. old interviews with him when he's like young and you're like, Cause he's scary anyway, just cause like by oh, virtue yeah. of what he does for a living. But like in the interviews, you're like, man, I don't, I wouldn't want to be in the same room with that guy. Like it'd just be so uncomfortable and like, but like now I've watched like interviews with him now that he's like reformed or I guess and <clears throat> he's he just seems super cool. I he guess. does. I have to say, I would like to meet him. I'd hang out with him. It'd be cool. I'd fight him. I'd, I'd fight him. I wouldn't. I, I would wouldn't. not fight Mike Tyson. I wouldn't though. at all. Even if he was in like his eighties, like you know, you what? Could tie his hands behind his. Back I don't trust like, it. Nope. Have you seen? I don't remember whose roast it was, but there was a Comedy Central roast where Mike Tyson was on there and Steve-O was also on there. And Steve-O was like. My big stunt for the night is I'm going to let Mike Tyson punch me in the face. And Mike Tyson's like, I don't hit people anymore. And he's like, could you just like, could you for this? And this is all like on the air. Yeah. And uh, Mike Tyson's like, no, nah, I don't, I don't hit people anymore. And Steve was like, can you like just hold your hand out and I'll run into it? <laughs> and so he's like, I guess. And so he holds his hand out and Steve runs into it. I guess. It. <laughs> I guess. So did we say what we were talking about? Podcast? Potpourri, dude. It's potpourri. Oh, okay. Potpourri. Cause we were, it's a we had originally decided to talk about, or we talked about doing a uh, PC night. But then we realized that we couldn't do a PC night without coming off as terrible people. I'm just <laughs> maybe not we should talk about PC. why we can't do PC night because we live in such a PC culture. No, because then that gets us into the same reasoning <laughs> that we decided not to do it is because we it's just a circular thing. We could just rant about circular reasoning because you rant about circular reasoning, you never run out of things to talk about because you're always because you're always talking about circular reasoning. Yeah, <laughs> and when you talk about circular, circular reasoning, reasoning, it keeps going. Because it's a circle, and circles are round, and circles never stop, just like circular reasoning. <laughs> so, listeners, um, we we had, can you elaborate? We had originally decided to talk. We had originally decided to talk about uh, kind of PC culture and like how where one person's feelings stop and uh, your right to say things begin. But we your also right realized- to say things. Okay, your right to say things doesn't begin. Where other people's feelings. No, start. I said that backwards. Where your right to say things starts and where people's feelings begin. You know, whatever. I know uh, what you're saying. I'm just saying it poorly. Yeah. But yeah, that's what we were going to talk about. But then we realized that we can't do that without being at least mildly offensive to somebody. Josh, I don't know that you can you, say anything without being mildly offensive been, to we've somebody. We've been mildly offensive to people and greatly offensive to people throughout this podcast. You know that's true. Yeah. Because anybody can be offended by anything. Yeah, I know. But You're was, the problem, Josh. You agreed with me. You're the problem. Hey, that's not very sensitive, Chase. Oh, I, I, I'm Take the guy. It easy. I'm the guy who everybody hates. Like I am the scapegoat for this podcast. Like <laughs> you are not, everybody's cool, but I damn it, I is. fucking hate Chase. I don't know why that is. I don't know why I do that, but I always do. Well, no, I'm it's sorry, just really easy to pick on Chase. He's, I'm not, but like it's easy to pick on Seth in real life, but it's easy to pick on Chase in the podcast. Now, why is I don't that? know why that is because Seth's way faster than you on like on the draw when That's it comes true. when it comes to like <laughs> puns and things on spur of the moment like this. Like he just say something fast. Uh, uh, this. See, see how fast that was. <laughs> no pause at all. He just went right into it's, being nervous. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> I can oh, do that at the drop of a hat. <laughs> you can also rhyme. Without trying. Every time. So, in the news... Somebody... Can somebody <laughs> do the podcast from Chase's vibrator? 
What the Does anybody hell know are you talking what? about? What? Let's clarify. <laughs> let, let us clarify. Chase has, oh. a, Chase has a giant vibrator in the corner of this room. His earthquake machine? It's about four foot tall. It's it's a platform you he stand on problems. it. And about two feet around. It's a it's a platform you stand on that shakes you. It, hurt, it like hurts my knees when I stand on it. <laughs> Probably because I'm fat, but... <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I like stood on it and I was just kind of like... How? What is that thing called, like officially, Jason? Uh, the full body vibration is what it's called. Yeah, and it's like you would see at a gym where you, well, some gyms, yeah. you would, uh, what you like, gyms? The kind that have those. You step up <laughs> on it, and it, like, the, the floor, the floor vibrates, and it, like, is good for your back, and, like, your alignment, and what else? A bunch of other things. Uh, well, also, it depends it on. It shakes out your glands. <laughs> yeah. It's out of your body. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting this from Chase. <laughs> Chase, your glands. <laughs> okay, so depending on the frequency uh, at which you place it upon, it can uh, either help you gain muscle, it can help you lose fat, and it can also do lymphatic drainage. Boom. That sounds disgusting. Well, that's good for you. I know, but okay. just the sound of lymphatic drainage. Pooping's good for you. That's gross. Yeah, dude. Hey, hey. Is it good for you or is it just a necessity? I guess you die if you, if you don't do, do it, it. It's bad for you. Yeah. Dude, you're getting yeah, out okay. all the toxins. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty much what lymphatic drainage is. But also, where do you think the drainage dysentery goes? Dysentery is bad for you. So well, get it out. Yeah. But I mean, so go doo doo. And then having had it and not having it anymore, now you're stronger. But I'm just saying, you could die from that. Like a Saiyan. If only <laughs> mentally. Like a Saiyan. Oh my gosh. So speaking of vibrations and frequencies, let's just segue right into the frequencies of the Egyptian pyramids. Go for it. Okay. No, aren't, don't, wait, don't. That's aren't a great those, book. Aren't those for storing grain? <laughs> oh, dude, leave him alone. <laughs> I'm sorry. Leave him alone. Leave Brittany alone. What if he's the only... <laughs> leave him alone. By Brittany, I'm, I'm talking about Ben Carson. <laughs> what, if, what if he was just the ultimate troll? Like, what if... Whoa. The thing the is, he said ben Carson said those are for okay. He did, storage? but it was like eight years ago. Oh, I thought it was recent. He no. was still an adult. The media, yeah, he was. Oh, he was still a doctor. <laughs> the media has blown. Well, it up you don't have to know about the pyramids before brain surgery. I don't really like Ben Carson too much, but I will say that like he's getting a rough go on this one. Like for the record, it's just as good as an answer as that it's a tomb for an Egyptian king. Especially because there's a lot of evidence that the Egyptians didn't even build the pyramids. And there's a lot of evidence that there what? is nothing symbolizing kingship inside of the tombs. Yeah. Every other tomb is like filthily decorated with the Egyptian cult and all this garbage. And then there's just the tomb, the so-called tomb and the Great Pyramid, and there's no decorations, oh, and it's ugly. I actually have to agree with Chase on this one. Like, it's – I that feels dirty. Easy to agree with you. Go agreeing with Chase. Yeah, it's just it feels, Chase is right a lot. It feels bad. Thank you. you don't have to be Thank you, Chase Nathan. is right sometimes. You Let's be, be wrong. honest. You don't here. have to be wrong to be crazy. <laughs> yeah. I agree with that. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to accept that. <laughs> no, but all right, that's actually what I admire about Chase. Like he doesn't really give a fuck what other people think if he thinks it's right. I That's what's saying for this I like him for the same reason I like Joe Rogan. Yeah. Joe Rogan's the same way. Friend of the podcast, Joe Rogan. J-Ro. <laughs> if you never heard of him, you should look him up. He's awesome. Oh He's gosh. totally a friend of the podcast. But We're going to get in trouble. I do agree with Chase in the fact that there's no real evidence that the Egyptians, at least the Egyptians when we think of Egyptians. Except it's in Egypt. It's Yeah, okay. That was a joke. <laughs> Shoot um, in American <laughs> Gods, there's a really cool section where they talk about um, 
If you haven't read American Gods, there's gods that walk around. They've been brought over in people's minds, and they're it's, the, it's fiction. Yes, it's fiction. It's not. It's not real. Okay, I was <laughs> like, what? No, what we- they walk. They come over in people's minds uh, to the U.S. And there's these two gods that are here that were brought from ancient, ancient Egypt. Like not the Egyptians we think of with like Cleopatra and like the uh, the Sphinx and stuff. This is like thousands of years before them. The actual people who built the pyramids, at least in the book, the actual people. And they talk about how frustrated they are that the Egyptians, like the modern day Egyptians, claim uh-huh. to have built the pyramids because they're like, no. And there's a whole lot of evidence that they didn't. Who did it? We don't know. That's the thing. Oh. Aliens. No, it's not aliens. That is not uh. the answer. It's some really advanced ancient civilization that we have lost track of. Do you know how oh, many right. bricks are in the Great Pyramid itself? At least 11. Yes. Yes, true. that's exactly At right. At least. All right, let's just finish the podcast. Wrap May- it up, folks. Maybe 19. We're done. We're roll, done. <laughs> roll credits. No, how many are in there, Chase? Uh, there are over a million stones in, in the Great Pyramid itself. Wow. This This is a megalithic structure. We're Meg- going there. We're going there. Megalith of megaliths. That's not why I'm You're going to ruin no. Graham Hancock's book for me. Don't do that. No, no, no. I'm not even, he hasn't even talked about the pyramids in the book yet. Anyways, we're talking about, we just came out with, uh, the book Help. this Monday. What's going on? Nothing. Nothing. I'm saying we're only 13 minutes in. Oh. <laughs> I feel like we've been going for so long. And I started yeah. ranting. Booyah. Didn't you say you weren't going to rant tonight? Yeah, no, but he, I figured we need to take he, this he podcast did, somewhere. He said he didn't feel the rant. But so now Chase he is driving the, the bus. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Chase should not drive the bus. His license is expired, and he's wearing those big old person glasses. And a sombrero. And a sombrero, <laughs> and a sombrero for some reason. And old people Velcro shoes. Oh, That yeah. doesn't matter as much as the glasses. Nurse but shoes. I guess we're pointing out. <laughs> Drinking a fresca. I feel like it's something that should be said. Yeah. Anyway, continue, Chase. Noah used to wear those because they were comfy. So the our <laughs> remember friend, that he did. our friend Noah, who is our age, did yeah. that anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so we have this great pyramid, and then we have the other two smaller pyramids next okay to it, pyramid. and then we have the <laughs> the okay pyramids, the, great. the great pyramid, the kind of all right, and the meh. Yeah, it's a decent pyramid, I guess. And then you have the really tiny pyramids queen's go. pyramids that are down below, which are a lot younger, even by modern scientists. They agree that those are like completely different eras of the the queen's pyramid so we know that well a lot later these civilizations were able to build the queen's pyramids because there's decent evidence that well modern civilizations did build those but we're still unsure about the great pyramid which seems that this culture seemed to have just settled in the place where these great pyramids were and they accepted it into their uh religious beliefs perhaps depending on what you think, if it's a power plant or whatever. We're not even going to talk about that. But the fact that there's no way that the Egyptians could have built it with the tools that we know that they had, and the fact that there's over a million stones, and these stones are many... A couple, couple tons apiece. Uh, well, that, like, that's the small ones, like too. Like four tons for the biggest, something like that? No, it's it's something... It's it's something outrageous. I can't I can't remember, so I'm not even going to say... Can you Google that, please? Which the part? heaviest stone. Heaviest the, stone in the pyramids? Or biggest stone in the pyramids. But they quarried these a decent ways away. Well, yeah, no, because the quarry that, well, okay, not the quarry, but the area in which, we don't know where the exact quarry was, but the area in which that stone comes from is really far away. In the same, same regard, like, uh, Stonehenge. That particular stone is nowhere near that area. Like, that, that particular, uh, strata. It comes from a completely different area. Is strata the right word? I feel like it is. They rolled them on logs. They did. (laughs) 
They did. I don't know how they did or it. Or they wrapped them. They, they used juice. They wrapped them in rope, and used the used a well, hot not, air balloons. Man, I read a book uh, about that. I swear to God, hot they air balloons. That, they used hot air balloons. Yeah. No, it was just a book about hot air balloons. <laughs> <laughs> I read a book about that. I'm like Sheldon. Cooper. Hot air balloons are neat. <laughs> there, no, there's rumor that they had they just got large kind of un- uncut chunks, mm-hmm. moved them via boat, right. and then moved them into these pits filled with water mm-hmm. that were about like chest high, mm-hmm. and then they wrapped them in bundles of like rope with, with like these reed bundles on them that made them float, okay. and then they carved them and quarried them there because it was a lot easier to work. Them. Oh yeah, I did. I saw it that. It was a that lot was easier really to work neat. them when they were floating. I hope that that's real. Because I'm like, that's genius and very, very possible with the technology back then. I still think that the amount of labor that would be involved What's with What's amazing this... is they floated rocks. <laughs> they yeah. floated the rocks down the river. And they thought they were gods. Like, oh, my God. Oh, I mean, they, I'm a god. Oh, my me. <laughs> they made a river because that was easier than moving rocks on logs. Uh, the, and heavy, then the largest they floated rocks. rocks down the river. I looked it up. The largest stones are in the king's chamber, and they are up to like 80 tons. Dead gone. So they're huge. That's a big rock. So that's also part of what's crazy is like, I don't know, that's crazy to me because I'm whatever. But like that you have a pyramid that's not made of like all stones that are of equal size. But it takes a significant, not a significant, a, a, an insane amount of planning. Because like yeah. standing in the king's chamber looking out that, that shaft that goes out the side of the pyramid, mm-hmm. like there's a specific like star <laughs> that that was like made to like look at or formation or something like that. Yeah. I don't actually remember how that goes. But, like, how much freaking planning does that take to, like, okay, we're going to have to stack the rocks, but we have to be really careful how we're going to stack them because we're going to have to have this shaft looking right out. Like, that's crazy. And that it would look exactly at, like, what they were trying to make it look at, that's insane to me. I believe That's amazing. I I agree. The the level of accuracy at which they made the pyramids also attests to the fact that the Egyptian culture couldn't have built it. Even if, let's say, they could have (laughs) floated... Let's say the stones, I believe that the accuracy at which they carved them and how they fitted all these millions of stones into place, uh, they would have had to measure each individual block. If the Egyptians did this, they would have had to measure each individual block in accordance with the space they were trying to fit it in as well because not it's not just one uniform block either. And there's right. some... Yeah. Uh, I and, meant to say that, but I didn't. So I'm agreeing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to derail you either. I'm sorry. Oh, that's awesome. Well, that's kind of it. Stones aren't... Okay. Sorry. Stones are Dude, heavy. ancient cultures are... Rock is heavy. Just re- I know that from working in, in, in construction. I can tell you that first. Speaking hand. of that, I saw a picture of you having to hold back a dog the other day. What was yeah. going on there? That was hilarious. <laughs> there was at one of our job sites. It was like next to this... Uh, I don't know. Anyway, I'm an, I'm an electrical apprentice, and we were installing this electrical panel next to a uh, water tower on, like, some land that was actually owned privately, but, like, obviously the city bought the area for the water tower yeah. or whatever. Anyway, the person, whoever lived on that land, like, they had, like, a lab lab puppy uh, on their property that, like, followed us around the whole time. and He just to, wanted to be your friend. Yeah, we got to play with him, her, I guess, all day. It was awesome. That's a good job, yeah. And my coworkers were so annoyed. They're like, oh, this dog. And I was like, no, this is awesome. You're just like, puppy! <laughs> this is like the best day in a long time. Puppy! Except like, I was rolling up an extension cord and it like grabbed onto the end of it and I was like, no! <laughs> it kept wanting to bite stuff that it didn't need to be biting. Yeah. But anyway. Stop it. That happened. Bad dog. That was fun. So as Egyptians an electrical apprentice, what Probably is your so. view on the conductivity of the pyramid? Don't. Well, rock isn't. You don't have to answer that. 
<laughs> Gosh. The materials that it's made out of? Hello. So there's a lot I, of I don't either. there's a lot of speculation as to sure. what the pyramids were for. One of them is that they had some way of harnessing grain, g- energy. <laughs> I was gonna say energy. <laughs> uh, they probably would harness grain really well. I mean, let's be honest. You could dump them down that shaft straight yeah, yeah. into the king's chamber. There you go. Yeah, really, you could though. I mean, he's not exactly wrong. He got his idea. Ben Carson got his idea from Civilization, the game. Um, cause he plays civilization the game. We talked about this on the, like, two podcasts ago. And we know how many times cartoons have predicted the future. And also, I guess, the past in this case. So. <laughs> it predicted the past. It predicted, <laughs> accurately predicted the past. We have a hard time there with is, that. There is. That sounds crazy. I'm but gonna like, make a, uh, I'm people gonna make do an, that all the time. I'm gonna make an accurate past prediction that the Allies will win World War II. Uh, man, I hope you're right. Someone get <laughs> that Hitler guy. The Hitler guy, he's just bad news. Bad, bad news. news. Sorry, I he's just don't think you bears. got it in you. I'm sorry. Just... <laughs> you just don't think. Anyway, um, so there's a lot of speculation as to what the pyramids are for. And I don't know why we're talking about this, but I like that we are. You know, resonance frequencies and uh, being on an energy hotspot um, is a big theory that they had somehow they had built them on these hotspots that are all over the planet and that they were using that to power things, kind of, because of the way that they're shaped. Yeah, the and there's like is a really good shape for other me- megalithic structures to build along the same... Yes, the same, sim- very close meridians. <clears throat> meridians, that's the word. Yeah. And also the fact that they didn't build it as an equilateral triangle, as in like 60 degrees on all the sides. It's like 56 some odd, like, they, I don't know, they measured it very accurately of what it would have been with the, the casing stones on it, because we know that... Yeah. The casing stones are on it right now. I would like to point out, though, that yes, they did. They're all, all the pyramids in the world are on the same or one to two meridians away, which is relatively close. That's a big, that's a big area. But that's also an area where a lot of people live because yes, it's easy to live there. It is. And I would also like to point out that pyramids are just a really easy way to stack things to where they don't fall down. Yeah, it's cool to think that maybe an ancient civilization was using it for some sort of weird stargate, like whatever. But it's a universal design. But it's, yeah, it's a really universal design. It's really easy to stack things in a pyramid and then not fall over. There are other weird things about megalithic structures, though. That's true. But instead of taking my word for it, you should read Graham Hancock's book. There's a lot of, of the books. Gods, or instead, just listen to a bunch of his lectures on YouTube. You can learn basically. Dude, everything. I love Graham Hancock. Kids, listen a, to Graham Hancock. He's a force for good. He's a force. I have never listened or read to anything of his. He's a... You might not like him. A lot, a lot. <laughs> Why not? He's pretty revisionist. You're a like, historian, and he's like, I'm history's all, wrong. I'm cool with that, though. I'm cool with finding out, because it's exciting when we find out we're wrong. Yeah, I think so, too. Well, listen to him, then. I don't know. He's a big influence on Randall Carlson. Dude, Randall Carlson Or vice versa, man. because Randall Carlson's actually the one doing research. Yeah. That's true. Which Graham know. Hancock does research, but his research is research of other research. By the way, kids, yeah. listen to uh, Randall Carlson also, because he's an equally interesting fellow. The, the best podcast I've ever listened to was J. Rowe and Randall Carlson. Like, honest to Which God. Which one? J. Rowe and Ray both Carr. Of both of them. <laughs> They're both really good. The, t- the part where they talk about the flooding of the Mississippi Valley, like, or not the Mississippi Valley, the, uh, what is that? The H- I th- it's Hudson? Washington, I thought. Hudson? What's it's the Washington like the state of Washington? Yeah, the, the river that runs through Washington. Yeah, anyway, the, the Scablands. Yes. I don't know the flooding of the. We should Scablands. definitely look up what number of the J Row podcast. The J Row. Okay, but, anywho, honestly, but he talks about how like it's a must. It's a it's an absolute must to listen to that. Just standing there and realizing that like that could have been flooded at one point, and just all these things, just from looking at the the rocks and the the history of the area it's amazing you know, he's a geologist that like specializes in cataclysmic events basically and he's also like a 30 
two thirty second, thirty third degree Mason. He's like super into like sacred geometry and stuff like that too. Wait, what? He's a Mason. Real Carson, he's a Mason. That really bothers like, Chase. And Chase doesn't like him anymore. Like super high up. That doesn't mean I don't like him. I think he's a smart fellow, but it just intrigues me for sure. Yeah, he's a Freemason. Do the Masons run the world? Let's not talk about it. According to just Beyonce, yes or no. According to Beyonce, girls run the world. So oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that men rule the world. Women rule men. Or at least that's, that's, what, that's that, what it used to be. That's a, that's what happened in uh, Roman times for sure. I would definitely the agree. Dinosaurs with that. eat man, and then I, women take over the earth. <laughs> I do not think. Honestly, I do not think that Masons are bad people, nor are they part of a crazy cult. I do believe, though, that the higher-ups of Freemasonry are. And now I can't post this, because we'll all be murdered Uh, in our sleep. Thanks, Chase. Episode 606 was Randall Carlson, and episode 501 was Randall Carlson on the J-Row podcast. Go ahead and listen to those. Those are sacred numbers. Listen to those kids. That would be awesome to find out. They're fantastic. That they planned that out that way. Uh, oh, what oh about- this is crazy. Oh, I saw this on YouTube the other day. <laughs> Randall Carlson was talking about this has to do with the pyramid. I'm excited. Okay, so if you take the pyramid, I think if it, I don't remember if it was 43,000 or 42,000, but it doesn't matter. Um, so we'll just go with 42,000 because it sounds, it's an even number. Um, so if you take the pyramid and you expand it 42,000 times, okay? So like you're looking at it from the side, it just looks like a triangle. 42 is a sacred number, And by you the way. expand it until the base of the pyramid is the equator of the earth. So like you superimpose like a picture of the earth over okay. it. Okay. Right? Okay, so the top of the pyramid goes to the North Pole. Now, that would be crazy if the Earth was a, like perfect, perfectly spherical. Mm-hmm. But it isn't. It, it's like inflated out uh, at the sides. Yeah, it's, it bulges at the middle. Right, because it rotates. So then, how the hell... And, and not only that, but there's all kinds of other things on the pyramids that like line up with celestial things. Like it's Orion's belt right. if you look at it from the top. Like, lots of stuff. Like, but, like, you know, if you took the pyramid... And tilted it at a 98 degree angle, it would fall over and break. <laughs> dude, dude, this is so much crazier. Than I know, I'm just. But there are I'm other sorry. things too. I don't remember but what. That is, off. I don't know how they would. It's do pretty that. wild. Like, how would they know? How would I don't? What is, what is that called? The bulging at the middle. <laughs> how yeah, did they know uh, the Earth bulged at the middle? Well, um, it's just it's just an interesting. You can't draw a conclusion from that single thing alone. No, you can't. But there's so there's so many other things. It's, no, the thing is right. Well, there's more to history than we know, and there's probably, there has probably been numerous advanced civilizations that have risen and fallen. The Younger Dryas period. But what about, what about Paradalia? You know, seeing patterns and things. Because we want to see patterns and things. I agree with that. How but do you also, prove or disprove I, I'm, that that I'm, exists? No, though. I'm not. I'm just, like, what about that though? God, humans, you cynic. Because humans do look for that. And they find it when they look for Said it. Said the human. Seeing, yeah. pa- seeing a pattern in people drawing patterns. No, he's right. He's right. It's just... You have a point there. Exactly. It's very meta. <laughs> you illustrated my point. It's very meta. It, no, it's 100% true. We can we can find patterns in anything. If we're looking for it, we can definitely find it. That's how you can have people that say chemtrails exist, because they are looking for those patterns that point to the thing... You yeah. just wait, Josh. You just wait. Oh, my God. If you <laughs> believe in chemtrails, we can't be friends anymore. <laughs> oh, that's a little harsh. That's true. You know me. I'm always friends with Chase. <laughs> For better never, or I can never not the, be friends. To the bitter end, just <laughs> whether I like it or not. <laughs> but when yeah. all the, when all the romance is gone and it's just oh, it's just work. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I couldn't necessarily disagree with that. But. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna put my hand on your knee. Just okay, embrace it. God, your knee is bad. hairy. Ugh. Thank you. It's been that way since like fourth grade. The, you're just now noticing. <laughs> That's part of the problem right there. 
<laughs> no, you don't pay attention. There's no intimacy. <laughs> I didn't think two bros. You used to love my hairy knees. Two bros don't need to be intimate. I'm just saying. <laughs> Tarantula over here. <laughs> Anywho, no, Seth is right though. We do look for patterns in uh, everything, and so it would be really easy to. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying it's hey, another the, thing to consider. The thing yeah. is, okay, so just for sake of argument, let's say uh, paranthelia. I'm am I saying Par- paradolia, 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 delia. Par- anyway, paradolia. depending on who you talk to, paradelia or paradolia doesn't matter. Let's just for sake of argument say that exists. It does, does it exist. does exist. No, no, it no. does exist. Does it? But according to the argument that <laughs> that I'm presenting, does what, it? Uh, of which, Jesus, <laughs> I hate you guys. <laughs> okay, so if it does exist, because I think it would be like I said to Seth just a while ago, mm-hmm. uh, they say that we look for patterns. Said the person who found a pattern that people are looking for patterns. Like, did, did I the, can prove to you it exists in like four but, seconds? Like, because let, you're let gonna him, find let, it on let the him, internet. No, I'm gonna show you. Let him Hang finish on. his point on the internet. Okay. No. So, so let's just say it does exist. How would you prove that somebody has delved into this instead of actually being onto something? Like, what about uh, perhaps people who have this? Are better detectives, perhaps, because they find patterns where other well, people the, can't the, see. The thing them. is, I'm not, I'm not, like I said, I'm not saying you're wrong, and I'm not saying that. I'm not, I'm not really saying you're wrong either. Okay. I'm just saying how, well, how do you, you distinguish? You can't though, and that's that's the tricky part, because y- some people are, gonna, you know, you're going to see things that have a legitimate pattern that right. proves, you know, X actually mm-hmm. happened, but other people are going to see, you know, they're going to see patterns in something, and they won't be able to prove it. But either way. You can't really, you can't prove it, that people are doing that one way or another, because right. it happens so much in like just the human psyche that it could be whatever. Well, how do you know it happens so much if we can't prove between whether it's happening or not? So it's merely just. Jo- a, Josh is going to prove. Please, it. I'm show I, you. I, let's Give go. Me Josh is going to prove it oh. once and for all. You but the, the thing the is, internet. but you can't prove necessarily that what somebody's seeing is that or not. Well, that's, say, that no, that's right. You can't prove that. That's but what you, we've been saying but this whole par- time. No, but you, you can't throw par- the word around. Ch- Ch- Chase, you Chase was saying, "How do you know it exists?" I think were you just like saying that for the sake of saying that, or do you really not believe it exists? I think it is a something that would be very hard to prove. Like the, it'd be very hard I think to it's prove. An easy word to throw. Around. Also, the the, yeah. the fact that you can say, you know, that we can, you know, whether or not we can prove it, kind of proves it exists because it's all about seeing patterns. That, that yeah. that's what I was saying. Are you sure, you're not just seeing a pattern itself. And that proves it. <laughs> or does it disprove itself? No. Because, because they saw a pattern where a pattern didn't exist, so people aren't, so it's paradoxical. No, what I'm saying they, is, if they did see a pattern where a pattern didn't exist, that's the whole, the whole thing is that we see shapes, we see patterns, we see things that we identify with and things that we shouldn't. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is completely paradoxical, <laughs> I'm sorry, paradoxical within itself. So people see patterns where they don't exist. So somebody saw a pattern where people see patterns. Therefore, if they had pareidolia or paradelia, it's not, it's it's not, not a, a disorder. It's a thing that everyone does. That's it, it's, it, it's, it's if not everyone a, does it's it. It's the name for like the person. Chase, who have did, you ever looked at a cloud? It's the name. I don't for, have this it's issue. The name for the pattern. Have you looked at a cloud? No, this is a terrible example because when I look at clouds, no, I don't see pictures. I don't. No one sees pictures. Do you see shapes that look like stuff? No, that's what I'm saying. I don't see the pictures that. Have people you ever see. looked at a Rorschach test? Yes. Do you see things in a Rorschach set? Usually yes. a butterfly. 
Yes, that's the same thing. That's what he's talking about. You see patterns, you see shapes, and then you identify those shapes. You can that's almost the, that's what it boiled down to its most basic what it started out as, and then it became the study of patterns. Didn't we talked about this a podcast and you were all for it? Did we? Yes. yes. I don't remember that. Go we did it. it. It was it was season one somewhere. Like oh, mid, a while I just think it's an easy word to throw around. You're like, look at these things. They correspond, and you're like, ah, you're just seeing patterns. No, that's what I'm did. not saying yeah. that. I'm just postulating, like, what okay. if this is also part of it? And it could be, I guess. And that's all I'm saying. By the way, if you had said that you don't see things in a Rorschach test, I would have been really worried about you. Because <laughs> if you don't see it in clouds and a Rorschach test, you're probably a sociopath. I've wondered that. You're not a sociopath, Chase. I don't have feelings. You just don't want him to be one. I don't want to do one. <laughs> Let him be who he is. No, because I do get pissy. He's not so killing that, that proves I have emotions, right? Sociopaths can't have emotions. They just have a limited range. Oh, God, you might be a sociopath, Chase. Yeah. Yeah, honest to God. You're, like, you're not a sociopath. Chase. I talked to Samantha about this because, like, she's, like, always, like, you know, being happy or sad. You're just a green personality. That's all that is. And so, <laughs> but I'm talking about, like, your life is a roller coaster. Mine's just like a walk in the park. It's just like, there's not really any ups and downs. Just, it's just a little stroll. Nice, really nice. Well, it's, never, it's not even nice. It's just like it's just bleh. melancholy. I guess I don't know. I'm depressing myself. <laughs> that sounds like this. I'm just. Numb. I don't know what that is. I'm it's like a mild numb. form of depression. Yeah, that sounds about right. Probably you might be dysthymic. Okay, I can agree with that. I don't say that in a joking way either. I'm like, I don't. I'm not either. I I probably have that. Because that's that's when you like walk around and everything's just kind of like there's not very many ups or downs everything's just kind of baseline. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, but that's also a trait of green personalities too. It's uh, not necessarily well. because you're borderline depressed, mm-hmm. but you could be. Okay, so, so with the Josh, did you think download your phone is different? I was just going to show him a picture of a smiley face and say, "What do you see?" Oh, okay. Oh, really? See? Oh, yeah. I guess it's it is that, that simple. simple. Yes. Okay. All right. Because it's but not it, a face. It's being weird. Not so then that, I don't know. So, so okay. So it does exist, but it would be hard to distinguish between. Because my th- thought process is the foundations <laughs> of our. Seth is flexing his hands. frustrating Seth Because that's so the bad. point I'm making is that you can't distinguish easily between no, them. Well, I, I, I know. I thought we already agreed on that. Oh. Because okay. I was saying that the, like, science has kind of been the foundations of just people who find patterns and people like, nope. And then the generation nope. dies off, and then they uh, come to accept it. And I think we're in that today where we're uh, finding new evidence of either historical sciences or just the hard sciences, and people have this uh, dogma against them, and we're really pushing against it. And I think it's going to take the generation to die off before we move forward into a new uh, paradigm. I do not disagree with you. That is the strength of confirmation bias. In people, that is how strong an emotion that is. It's true. It's it really is. Do, well, you, and it's because things become an identity thing rather than being like an actual like you find your identity in this like group of people, and nobody wants this to, thing. Nobody wants to have their identity proved wrong. Exactly, and that's that, well a thing that you sort of like base your identity in. Like I am like for instance, like we're talking about like uh, um, alternative Egypt like theories, or right. whatever. And you have these people that are Egyptologists. They've been Egyptologists their whole lives. Their colleagues are Egyptologists. Like it's this whole they thing. They go to Egyptologist parties and and, and churches <laughs> yeah, yeah. that are all about Egypt. And they're like, they worship not really. But Coptic churches. I'm just saying, like they make their daily sacrifice to Ra. Because to, to because to get to that point, it has to be their whole life. And then you you come to you come to them. You're telling them you're like, there's something in their life that's like wrong, and they base their whole life on this thing. It's like you know. 
And it's an identity thing. Yeah, like, yeah. I think we. I think everybody has to be yeah. careful not to not to put too much of their identity in the in the things that they believe. Like you have to maintain some kind of like separation from like your work or your hobbies or whatever. Like your hobbies are not you. Your work is not you. So like, I think this is well, really, no, that is part well, of the problem because a lot of times people, especially like with religion or fields of study, you can put so much of what you base yourself around. You build a framework. Uh, a framework that is who you are. It's where you filter the world through. It's what you see everything through. It's how you That's process. True, yeah. Say what? That's true. Agree. Yeah. Oh, it's how you process reality. And then when someone starts poking holes in it, that becomes real uncomfortable really fast. And it's it's personal. It is. It is. It becomes a personal attack because that's you. Um, so maybe because this you've is never our... built up a real foundation. Your foundation is based on. Uh, religion or on study or something else like that. And I'm not saying it's bad to have a religion by any means. I'm a Christian. Like, I obviously right. believe in religion. But I think this well, is what, I believe the, in what Christ. the PC believe conversation might actually boil down to is that people have beliefs. And oh, whole, yeah, PC. That's what we were talking about. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that was our original plan, but that's what it boils down to. And Nate, I think you hit it pretty hard that uh, people identify with this. And so when you tell them that what they believe is wrong – uh, you're trampling not only on what they believe, but who they are in itself. So it's a two-way street that you don't hold on to your beliefs so much that you won't listen to anybody, but you can't trample on somebody's beliefs, even though, let's just say for a shadow of a doubt, you knew they were wrong because you're also trampling upon the person themselves. Right. It's, well, it's a weird, like, sort of... Um, double-edged sword? Yeah, double-edged sword, like dichotomy, or I was going to say... Uh, Balancing act? Uh, it's, it's almost hypocritical. It's almost like a necessary form of hypocrisy that you have to engage in in order for society to work. But so like, order, yeah, in order because to do we that. have to have individual rights, right? But then, like, I also kind of think that, like, maybe there is no you. Like, maybe that whole, like, trying to find your identity thing is just bullshit. Like, maybe we're sort of the sum of, like, all these, all these different things, you know? Like, well, maybe I isn't that helpful of an idea. So, like, but I definitely believe in individual rights. Like, so if you come to me and you say, well, you have to do this thing and this thing, and, like, I think it's wrong, then I'm going to resist. But isn't that sort of like saying, like, oh, that's not me? Like, I, or, I don't know. So it's like this weird dichotomy that, like, yeah, I feel like I have to hold, like, I have to hold on to one thing without letting go of the other. And I think that when it comes to, like, individual rights, like, I, I think that's especially applicable to, like, so sort of power structures in our relationship to them. So while I think that maybe there maybe there is no me, like maybe I am the sum of like the chemicals in my brain and my body and my environment and these things, you know, like uh but just because I believe that doesn't mean that I think that the that's how the government should operate. And that's part of why I don't have it's any respect. Weird, yeah. That's why I don't that's why I'm like really libertarian, like borderline anarchist, because I think that to some degree, the, just the idea of government, like, necessarily, fundamentally disagrees with the way that I think the world operates on, like, a spiritual level. Like, I think there's a deeper underlying truth to everything, and the government can't operate on that level. I don't think it's possible. Well, no, because it's a system. But it's a necessary people evil. can. Thomas individuals Jefferson. can. Yeah, but I mean, individuals that, can 100% function on that spiritual level. I mean, that's the whole point that Christ was making, is that... And I don't think churches can either. No, I agree. I've never, like, I've never seen a church do it. They it's can just, come close. Well, they can come close, but they can't. They can come closer than the government, for sure. Oh my gosh, yeah, well, because you can have a church based on love. <laughs> you yeah. can't have a government based on love. It doesn't work. But also, I would 
you know, I've talked about this before, but I, I do believe that the church is fundamentally flawed in the way that it is designed, that it no longer operates in the way that it was purposed to, that the church is uh, a unification of people. Essentially, the church is just a family. It's not a uh, a building or a congregation of of people with similar ideals. It's a family with extremely different ideals, but a unifying faith. I don't necessarily think that that's wrong. Um, just that, you know, where two of you are gathered in my name, you know, there I am. If you're all there for the same. Well, Chase isn't denying that, like, having a group is important, okay. I think. Right? I'm just making sure. You're oh, not absolutely not. No, 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 no. Okay. No. Fellowship is okay by you? Is that what you're saying? Like, yeah, yeah. Fel- okay, I think cool. fellowship is extremely necessary. Making I think sure. people who are individualistic, um, not individualistic, but people who exist by themselves tend to gain psychological problems, and that's just... Uh, a fact with science, like if you're alone for too long, you just kind of go nuts because yeah. you, you have to exist with other people. You are not like kind of like what Nate was saying. You're not a person by yourself. Maybe I is the wrong idea. And maybe uh, the collective group is a wrong idea as well. It's not for you. It's not for everybody. It's for every individual, if that makes any sense. It yeah. does. And something that you made me think about just now about the church in general mm-hmm. Is that one of the problems with it nowadays is, you know, it comes down to just the lack of change, I guess, in people's mindsets. Everywhere. People, everybody yeah. gets, like, depending on what group you're in, you're locked into one mindset about things. And any change in that is bad, which, you know, you can't discover new ideas. You can't, you can't grow if you stay still. A lot of times, yeah, it's not a, it, the world, or at least the United States, I should say, the environment that I grew up in, it's not a safe place to have new ideas. Same and that comes in the secular world and the religious world. Like it, it, it's one and the same a lot of times. They have, it's the same people just existing in two different groups that butt heads. Like, well, you're kind of the same people, it seems like. What's funny about what you just said is that like the whole thing about PC culture, especially with what's going on at Yale, is that they don't feel like it's a safe space to, uh, like express themselves but in but with them it's different it's like we don't feel like it's a safe place because people disagree with us which is a right. ridiculous thing like yeah people are going to disagree with you and by uh like for instance when that professor said chill out with the halloween stuff and they all got mad they said because he had taken that person's side uh, that they were in reference to that you know he was agreeing with not taking that side because he had said that person had the right to say something that he had taken. He was side. automatically agreeing with them. Automatically agreeing with them, and like it was. Even though he was saying that, like he didn't agree with what was said, he just agreed with the right his to ability be that to way. say the it. right to say it. Yeah, and it became a whole thing about like, well, you're making this an unsafe space by your words because they were offended. And somebody said something about how it's not meant to be like a house of intellectual debate. It's meant to be. A, a, play, home. a home. A yeah, home. she said. No, she said she was talking about Yale, intellectual space. And she yeah. said, "Yeah, you're not. You're not. Your job isn't to make an intellectual space. Your job is to create a home." It's like is, no, no. Their job is to take this your money. This is a university. Yeah. Their job is to take your, your job money. is to take your money and turn you out. Our into, job is not to do either of those. <laughs> their job is to create the middle class. Honestly, when I went to the yeah, strong middle class is important. Like, no. Just saying, I have a lot of beef with modern education. We were, let's talk oh, about gosh. That. Okay, yeah. If you okay. Want to we, see we've angry. covered all that on the podcast, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, like episode one, and I don't want to go back to it because I get too angry. Seriously, I, I do too when it comes to education. It ends up not being fun for me, and I just end up ranting. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a great life, though. You should start ranting, boy. No. Okay. Ranting is fun. Jesus is like, I do it all the time. I love it. <laughs> no, he does. That's why he says, like, 
like if we had a pie chart of like who talks the most on the on the podcast, it would be like Chase, like a Pac-Man of like Chase, and then me, and then like Nathan, and then like Seth is a little sliver. Is I thought it was the so- other way around with me and Nate. It depends on the top. Nathan definitely talks more than you. It depends on the top. It depends on the top. I would say it depends on like. But it's, it's, it's really Chase has, on if I'm Chase has a propensity to rant. <laughs> no, that is while the rest of true. us like will make our point and then you know concede the point to let someone else talk. We're meta podcasting, guys. Whoa, we're podcasting. Can you guys quiet down? I try to talk here. So. <laughs> <laughs> I have something to say. Pipe down. Pipe down. Pipe down. Oh, speaking of podcasts, I'm a great rant. <laughs> but not podcast, pie charts. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> Whatever. It didn't land. <laughs> the Nickelback. Look at this graph. Look at this, Look at this graph. graph. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's call it. It's been uh, 40 minutes, 45 minutes, and my wife's probably hungry at this point. All right, folks, we're going to have breaking news next week because something big is going to happen, and you want to be here because you will hear it here first. That's what? our motto. What you are hear you? it here first. You heard it, you heard heard it here, here first. first. Black Mason's out. You heard it here first is our motto. Shut up. Black Mason's out. Josh, say Barbara Walters. Barbara Walters. <laughs> Black Mason's out. <laughs>